All right, so we are doing kind of a mini three-week series. Mini series, that's right. Sounds fun. So it is going to be on Passover. Okay. We are going to, that's the plan, two weeks from today will be Palm Sunday. And on Palm Sunday, we are planning on serving. Uh, during Sunday school, we'll serve the Passover uh, abbreviated version of it. We're going to do it in 30 minutes, and they do it for hours and things. But we will let you taste things and touch things and talk about things. But here's going to be the key to this. Um, you have to listen. Because one of the pieces of Passover the traditional parts of Passover, and has been for even thousands of years, is that the father, which I'm going to play that role in this, between me and I'm going to ask John if he'll join us as well, okay? Um, ask questions. So, and you will have to answer what they... are going to be the eldest. Okay, as we do it. So the point is to listen over the next couple of weeks uh, we are going to talk about and look at what these things mean. We're going to ask questions, not necessarily all the traditional questions, but maybe some of them. Uh, but also, the key piece will be that we are going to get you to understand what happened from the beginning and what uh, Passover is like today and kind of bridge those gaps, okay, from the very beginning all the way to the end. So... Let's start talking about a baby lamb. Do you have a baby lamb at home? I have a baby lamb at Yes. Do you have a picture of a baby lamb? <laughs> so how would you describe, you've all seen baby lambs at some point, or even a picture of it, maybe, all right? Couple days old, little baby lamb, there it is. You can walk around, show it to him, or pass it around, I don't care. Don't you have a better <laughs> All right. How do you describe a brand new baby lamb? Weak. We got small. Weak. Okay. Can't walk. At least in the very beginning, can't walk. That's not a baby lamb. Oh wow. That's right. Okay. Small. Weak. Can't walk. What else? Jumpy. Jumpy. Yay! Yeah, it does that. Yay. It's uh, scared to be left alone. Scared to be left alone, okay. It's screamed at you. Is it ugly? No, it's what? so cute. Alright, <laughs> nobody said it, right? That's so cute, okay? It's so cute. How many of you do you think? If you were given a knife, could you, would you be able to do it without struggling or thinking no. about no. it? I knew it would be this, I would just go. Slice it through? No. Probably. No. 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 You could. It actually happens a lot. I'll make sure I do But could you do it? You personally. Could you do it? You think you could, okay. But not without a little thought, and that's okay, that's good. That is the idea behind a lamb. Now let's go, we're going to see 
and trace through the Bible one of the most important parts of the Passover meal, but we're starting in the book of Genesis, which is not, this is way before Passover. So you need to go to Genesis chapter number 3. Well, pretty early. Pretty early, isn't it? <laughs> Genesis chapter number 3. Verse number 21. Okay? This is Genesis 3, verse 21. This begins us right after Adam and Eve have sinned. They have their consequences, okay? They have their consequences, and they have their already Satan has done what he's going to do, okay? He's now has forced as a snake that will crawl on its belly, right, forever, all right? And so... This is going, this is what happens if after kind of everything calms down, God does something. Chapter 3, verse 21, please. Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord make coats of skins and clothes. Okay. Where do you get a coat of a skin from? An animal. An animal. An animal. Yes. <laughs> right. So, that, think about this, they have never seen an animal die. There was no death at this point when Adam and Eve sinned. They had never seen death. Nothing died. There was no dead trees. There was no dead grass. There was not a dead butterfly or bug on the ground. Everything was living. Death was a new concept. Okay, so think about that for a moment. Immediately after the first sin, the skins, God did it. God put those skins on them, which meant an animal had to be sacrificed right then and there for the very first sin. Now, what was supposed to be, what was God's warning to Adam and Eve before they sinned? If you eat of the fruit of the tree, what happens on it? In that day, you shall surely die. Did they? <laughs> okay, yes, yeah, spiritually. There you go. So an animal has now died in their place. So the very first sin, this has not changed from the beginning. God said, you sinned, and now I'm putting this in you. And why does God make them wear the skins? To cover themselves. Actually, to put on death. Right? They're dead. The skins are dead, right? They're not living anymore, right? Because they've been taken off of the animals. Yes, as a reminder. Yes. Every day, you've never even seen a dead animal, right? The, at, not, I'm not talking to you, but Adam and Eve have oh. never seen a dead animal, okay? And now, yesterday it was paradise. Today, you wear one to cover you, okay? So that's a change. That's a change. And 
He didn't make cotton clothes. He didn't make anything like that. Could God have sewn fabric or put together fabric? Sure he could. That's not what it was about. It was about you now wear this death in place of you because now we're working towards ultimately the actual Lamb of God. But today you need a a stopgap a sacrifice so you understand you didn't get away with this you are covered by this animal's skin all right by this death you are covered for now exodus we'll skip along to exodus oh i'm sorry genesis chapter 4 <laughs> we didn't go to exodus yet genesis chapter 4 very next chapter so you know I'm not crazy. Chapter 4, verse number 1 through 5, please. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived to, and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare Well, uh, Abel. Abel and Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time, through the past, Cain brought up the fruit of the ground and offering unto the Lord. And Abraham also brought the first wings of his flock and of the fat thereof, and the Lord had respected to Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect, and Cain was a all right, so here it is, the very next chapter, their children now, a system of sacrifice is already set up. Cain tries to bring in his vegetables, the things he grew, and say, look what I brought God, and God says, no. Because it was without understanding of something has to die to cover. That's why it's not acceptable because you are sinful. And that's exactly what Cain, okay, Cain becomes angry and Cain kills Abel and it just spirals and spirals and spirals, okay? But already the system of killing a lamb, the first of his flock, the best of his flock for to cover you is already in place, okay? Now I'll go to Exodus chapter number 12. Meanwhile, right, we come up through Genesis and we get through um, chapter 12, Exodus chapter 12. We come up through and we get Abraham. Abraham has a son. His son's name is Isaac's son is named Jacob. Yep. <laughs> right. And Jacob is renamed as Israel. Okay? Jacob's renamed as Israel. So with Israel, he now has 12 sons. Israel's 12 sons go into uh, Egypt because there's a famine in the land. From there, they stay there for a long time. They're friends of Pharaoh, uh, and Joseph is a friend of Pharaoh and high in the government. 
because they kicked him out and he was sold in slavery and the whole story of Joseph. But after a while, it says that the new Pharaoh, after that Pharaoh dies, the new Pharaoh forgot about Joseph. And he starts to say, hey, there's a big group of people, let's enslave them. And so they are enslaved. And they are enslaved not for 100 years, not 200, but over 400 years they are enslaved in Egypt. And when they're enslaved in Egypt, they now have no way out. Moses comes along. God brings Moses in to redeem the people. They're about ready to go. The ten plagues go through Egypt. And... Finally, the tenth plague involves something we call Passover. Okay, something very important about Passover, and we're going to start in, Je er, in Exodus chapter twelve, verse number one. And just keep on reading, please. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. And I will bless uh, I will bless them that bless thee and curse him. No, I think that's the wrong one. Chapter twelve, verse three. Okay, before you keep going, you will keep going. What day of the month? This is the first month of the year. The tenth day of the month. January? Okay. No, it is not January. It's a month called, I think, Adar. Okay? According to the Jewish calendar. The Jewish first month. Which has to do more with phases of the moon than our calendar. Okay? Uh, essentially, it's the month that Easter, Easter is in. Or March. Depending on the year. <laughs> okay? So, okay, keep going. So we're in the 10th day of the month, and what did you do? Pick the lamb. One for her family. Okay, keep going. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Your men shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. Ye shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats. And you shall keep up until the fourteenth day of the same month, and the full assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. Okay, where'd we get to now? Till when? Nope, let's count them in a minute. We're going to count them. 14th. Okay, so we're going to the 14th. So we have 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Five days. Remember, five days. You will need to remember that. Okay? 
All right? So you're holding it for five days, and you're looking for what? Any blemish. Anything you did not notice. Any little black mark, speckle, stray mark thing. Any, it's lame, it's limping, it's whatever. That's an important piece. It is not to be. It is to be perfect. Continue, please. Yes. You may. Keep going. Wherever we, where were we? Verse 7. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door post of the houses where they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in, the, in that night, roasted fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor come in at all with water, but roast you the fire, head with his legs. And they shall let nothing of it remain until morning, and that which remaineth of it until the morning ye shall bring the fire. And thus shall ye eat with your loins grudded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And ye shall eat it in haste, it is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt. I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I and this day shall be unto you as a memorial, and ye shall keep it at a feast of the and ye shall keep it at a feast to the Lord throughout the good generations. Ye shall keep it at a feast by the ordinance for Seven days shall ye eat unleavened bread, when the first day ye shall put away leaven out of your houses. For whosoever eateth leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that soul shall be cut off from his Okay, so this is the feast. It's called the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Mm -hmm. Or Passover. Okay. It is seven days long. Unleavened bread means what? No yeast. no yeast. What does yeast do? It makes it rise. Okay, so you're talking a flat bread. Why a flat bread? Huh? What, do, what do you have to do? If you've ever baked bread, it takes, yeah. it takes time. Right? They're going to leave. They're going to leave very quickly, right? They need to have their clothes on, their shoes on, their staff in their hand. They are to eat standing up. They are also not to have the lamb sodden. Boiled. Because apparently it takes longer to boil it. They are to roast it with fire. Okay? It is to be done quickly. Okay. Yep, they're going to do it fast. Everything is to be done quickly. Alright? There will be two reasons, essentially, why they are going to go out quickly that night. All right? And the idea is there's haste to get out. 
And also, there was haste, okay, with crucifying Christ. You saw the haste with which these things, you've got to get that lamb, you've got to do these things because there is danger in sin. Okay, so you quickly want to get the lamb killed. And that's exactly what happens. They watch and they watch and they watch and they watch that lamb for four or five days. Okay, five days they watch him for. And when all of that happens, then the lamb is ready and they kill him. They take the blood, put it on the doorposts, and that marks that home and everybody who ate it. They are not to, if, if the lamb is too big for their household, if there's only two people in their household or whatever, and they have a big lamb, then they are to share it amongst neighbors, but they are, and then there has to be all gone by the morning. Everything is gone. Even any little bit of lamb left, they have to burn it up in the fire. Okay? The idea is when the Lamb of God comes onto the scene, God is teaching these people it isn't just to be left behind. It is to be totally used up. Every tiny bit is used up of the Lamb. All right. So God has been teaching these people, this family, which started to be Adam and Eve, right? And he's talked about sacrifice, and he set up, and this is the first sacrifice. Now, there's no law yet. There's no Bible yet. Moses hasn't even redeemed the people yet out of Egypt. So he's the one that went up into the mount uh, to get the Ten Commandments, right? and to start to write these things. This is before. So God says, here's the very first feast, the most important feast, Passover, or the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. Now, leaven, which you'll talk about next week some, uh, represents sin. Okay, that's why there is to be none. It is to be cleansed from it all. Okay, that week, the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, is to talk about that. So that'll be next week. Now, the Lamb. We're still building what's happening. Now let's go to Isaiah chapter number 53. Isaiah chapter 53. Before Jeremiah... Isaiah chapter 53. Now, 53. Verse number 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. And then 10, 11, 12. 3 through 7, and then 10 through 12. Now, this is a prophecy talking about the coming Messiah. Jesus has not come to earth yet. But God is teaching the people. Again, he's building in the knowledge and the understanding so that when Jesus comes to earth, they've got a rich heritage and an understanding of who Jesus will be. Go, please. Verse 3. He was despised and he was esteemed. 
Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we were healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed. Yeah, it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and he shall and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied by his knowledge. Shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their So, what do we learn? This is the Messiah, right? The Messiah. And we're just hearing about him. He doesn't exist yet. He's not on, he's at least not on earth, right? He's going to be a lamb. And this is the first place where they say this is, he is a lamb. And how is he a lamb? Well, it says it in, yes, he, he is perfect, right? Uh... Verse number 7. What does it say about a lamb? Okay, and that and, where's he going? He's going to get slaughtered, okay? He's a lamb, he's going to get slaughtered, and he's going to do it silently. He is not going to fight back. He's just going to basically go as what they say as a lamb to the slaughter, right? That's how we get the phrase, because he walks silently, doesn't know what's going to hit him necessarily, that lamb. Uh, Jesus knew exactly what was going to hit him, but he still went silently. No complaints, no kicking, no screaming, no running away. He just said, I'm going to do this. Okay? So that describes the Messiah to the people. Isaiah also described him as powerful, 
and uh, the Son of the Highest, and the Mighty God, and the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace, and His government, the government shall be upon His shoulders, right? His name would be called Wonderful. And so people liked that part of it when they thought he was going to be a great big ruler and come in and take over the town and say, get rid of these Romans. Okay? That's what they liked when Jesus actually showed up. What they did not like or even understand was that he was come there to be slaughtered. And he did it to take on the iniquity of us all. As we learned this morning uh, in the service, and it says his, he has poured out his soul unto death and he was numbered with the transgressors and bare the sin of many. And he made the intercession, or he got inter- to intercede on behalf of someone means what? If you intercede. You're going, you're going on behalf of them. Right? You're, you're stopping like if someone is over here and they're going after another person, you put your body in between them, you're interceding on their behalf to try to stop them from coming after them. Okay? Interceding. And, and Jesus says, I'm interceding on, his, on their behalf, the sinner's behalf. So when John the Baptist finally comes to earth, Jesus, he watched, walks him watch down He looks and he says, Behold the Lamb of God. That's Him. So God, again, is using the people to help understand exactly what it is. Now, when we finally go into John, John says, let's go to John. Finish up in John chapter 12. Get this last little bit. John chapter 12. Chapter 12 of the book of John. Not 1st John. St. John. Yes, St. John. Okay. John chapter 12. I will read verse 1. Ready? Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. Okay? So here he is, six days before the Passover. How many? Six. Six days before the Passover, right? He comes outside of Jerusalem, where the temple is. That is on Saturday the Sabbath, okay? And he stays with his friends, Mary and Martha. On Sunday, what we call the triumphal entry, okay? If we were to skip down to verse number... Oh, I thought I had it here. Verse number 12. On the next day... Much people there were come to feast, and they heard Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. They took branches of palm trees, went forth, and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the King of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. That's five days. That's important. Because on the tenth day of the month is when Jesus entered Jerusalem as the Lamb of God. Every single day which is the first and only time he did this in his life, not only did he come in as a triumphal entry, he always just slipped in and out of town, right? Not that day. 
because he was declaring, I am the Lamb of God, look at me. Look at me because you need to see if there is any spot on me, right? Because that was the job of watching them for five days until the 14th day, right? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. On the 14th day, they are to watch until the end of that day, make sure that he is spotless. And every day that week, Passion Week, Jesus goes into the temple and teaches right under the noses of the Pharisees every single day for five days. Check out what I'm doing and what I'm saying. You will not find any blemish, any spot in me is what Jesus is saying. I am the Lamb of God. After five days, preparation for the Passover is made and the actual single, there is, there are many, many, just like celebrating Christmas, lots of people have uh, family Christmas dinners, uh, you know, all around, whenever it kind of fits in, right? And they celebrate, maybe they celebrate some people on the 24th some, on that. But there's an official day of Passover, and that is the day that the high priest at 3 o'clock takes the Pascal lamb, which is the lamb given for the entire nation, and sacrifices the lamb. That day, five days after five days, which is what day? Thursday is the fifth day. After five days is Friday. And what happens on Friday? Jesus is crucified at noon. And when does he die? After three hours on the cross at three o'clock. Because he is the Paschal lamb. He is the real Lamb of God. Even though at that moment, the high priest was killing the one that was covering, okay, supposed to cover the nation, the real Pascal Lamb died. The real Lamb of God died at that moment. That is the importance of understanding that Jesus was rushed in, put through his trial. Why does he go? He is arrested has three trials, convicted, and executed in less than 12 hours. That has never happened, ever in the history of man. To actually go through trials and then be executed on the same day, right? Overnight. So you get it done real quick because God has his plan and regardless, man can do what he wants to do, but God's plan from the beginning of time was that Jesus would die on that very day. And when he said, in the 10th day of the month, you come in, on the 14th day, you watch him until then, and the next day is Passover. And that's exactly what happened. Jesus is that Passover lamb. Passover, Jesus didn't have to work to fit into Passover. Passover had to work to fit into Jesus. Jesus was going to be the lamb from the beginning of the world. Already done in God's eyes. So God is teaching them about the lamb from the beginning. The nation, you need sacrifice. You've got to have this. You've got to get all that you need because you have sin. And so you need to be forgiven. All right. So Jesus fills in all of those things. Jesus is finally crucified. And when he died, the veil of the temple split in half, which meant what? Everyone could be near God. Through 
through Jesus because the high priest used to do it and now Jesus becomes the high priest, right? So everybody can approach God directly through Jesus. Now you all can do it directly. You don't need to go through a priest. You don't need to go through anybody else. You pray directly to God. So that is the key to understanding what the, the lamb was from the beginning, right? From Adam and Eve, God says, here's the plan. We're putting it in place, and it's going to walk right straight through until it's done. Okay? So that is what we need to understand about the lamb, the Passover lamb, and how Jesus became that Passover lamb. Next week, we will do uh, other pieces of the Passover meal. Thank you very much. Have a good day.